You're listening to the Luke Page Podcast. In today's episode, we talk about how to create an offer people can't say no to. Welcome to the Luke Page Podcast. I am here to inspire people to live a life that they love. It's why I do what I do. Join me on the pursuit of my life's vision and my own business success through meeting amazing business owners, entrepreneurs, and forward-thinking people that are here to make impact and change the world. Hey everyone, we're back and today we're talking about offers and um, how to create an offer people can't say no to. You know one of the easiest ways to make more sales? It's not actually by becoming a better salesperson because if uh, you're like most coaches, then you're probably great at whatever your craft is, but when it comes to selling, maybe that's not your expertise, right? So, you know, learning to become a great salesperson... uh, it, it's a lot of practice. There's a lot of years of training behind it to be really someone excels in the area. So that's the hard way and it's the long way um, and it's the slow way. So what's the easier way? Well, it's create awesome offers and it's to create offers people can't say no to because when you got an offer so great, um, you don't have to do any selling. It's, it's so easy. I always use the example to my clients where imagine you've got someone who doesn't know how to sell whatsoever, no, terrible at sales, terrible at approaching people and like kind of communicating, uh, doesn't have a whole lot of confidence, doesn't know anything about objection handling, nothing about sales. Let's just say no, no sales background and they, they basically identify as someone who's terrible at sales, right? Now, let's just say that you give them a Ferrari, a brand new Ferrari, which is say, let's just say it's worth a half a million dollars. Um, and then you say that, hey, your goal is you've got to get rid of this Ferrari for um, $5. Now, we, everyone knows. They know it and everyone in the world knows that the, you know, selling a legit Ferrari worth half a million dollars for $5 is ridiculous. Now, that person won't have an issue selling something like that, even though they're terrible at sales, simply because the value to the price ratio is enormous to sell it for $5 it's worth half a million dollars and when you've got something where the value is so so much greater than the price that you outline which is a, what you would call a great offer or a no-brainer offer or an irresistible offer it's so easy to sell because you're not going to really get objections and even if you do get objections you're just almost like are you serious you're not going to take this thing it's half a million dollars for you don't want a five dollars Gee, I'll go to the next person. That's your attitude, right? So that's the easiest way to make more sales is create amazing offers where you just don't get the objections that you normally get. And you know that there's so many people that will, other people that will take this thing up because it's such a great offer. Um, And it's just a matter of the actual product that you're selling speaks for itself, right? So a rule of thumb is okay, it's like, well, question is, well, you know, that selling a half million dollar Ferrari for $5, well, that's fairly ridiculous. Like, how the hell are we going to create and sell our programs for the same type of, you know, are we going to be able to create a, a program that's worth $500,000 for our first program? <laughs> Probably not, right? Um, but what's like, the, what's like the rule of thumb of 
how much we should be charging compared to how much it's actually truly valued. And if you want to make things easy for you to sell, the rule of thumb is 10 times the value. So I'm going to give you an example. Let's just say that you have a program that you feel is valued at $5,000. Yeah, it's legit. You've got all this stuff in there. There's coaching, there's extras, there's bonus, there's support. And you're like, looked at it and you go, okay, based off what I charge per hour and, you know, the value they're going to get from it, the transformation that they're going to get, this is worth $5,000. Now, if you think it's worth $5,000 and you charge $5,000 and you think it's worth $5,000, you have to be a better salesperson. Why? Because people see that, hey, this thing's worth $5,000. Um, and then you're selling it for $5,000. Now, what makes it easy to sell something is going back to the Ferrari example, is when there's a big gap between what you're charging compared to the amount of value. So the rule of thumb is if you make it 10 times, so whatever price that you're charging, so 10x the value, then it's going to be very easy to sell. So that $5,000 program who you you believe that's valued at $5,000, you sell it for $500 and watch how easy it is to sell. Now, what I see all the time, and this is like a common mistake that coaches make, is they, uh, let's just say they have a $1,500 program. They're just like, okay, I guess everyone charges 15. Usually, you know, when when coaches kind of start out in the early days and everything like that, like the the ballpark rough average figure for a program, you know, that goes to 6, 8, 10, 12 weeks, it's usually around $1,500. So let's just use that common um, number here. So they got this program for $1,500 that it's just like, okay, it's the industry norm. Yeah, you know, X, someone over there in the same industry charges $1,500, so I'll charge $1,500. Everyone else is charging $1,500, I'll charge $1,500. The market value is $1,500, so I'll charge $1,500. So what the coach does is they create a program, and if you actually honestly ask them, hey, what's this valued? They'll be like, yeah, look, it's valued at about $1,500. And they try and sell it for $1,500. Now, you're going to struggle to sell that thing because in the markets, in your target market size, they just see a program. They're like, yeah, it's probably worth $1,500. But remember, going back to the Ferrari example and the 10x rule is what you should be selling it for and what's going to make it easy is you sell it for a tenth of that price, which is $150. Now, you might be like, what the hell, $150? I'm not going to be charging you know, all my work for $150. But if you're struggling to make sales right now, then um, maybe you need to consider this. And maybe you can't get to 10x the actual value. Maybe that's a bit out of your reach right now, which I get. And in the earlier stages, sometimes it's hard to create a program with so much amount of value in there. So usually going from 10x to maybe 2x or 3x or 4x or 5x. And what I mean by that, going back to the, uh, the $1,500 program, um, if you think it's worth $1,500, then try sell it for $500 bucks or $1,000 or $1,100. But the big mistake is if you have a program and you're like, yep, this thing's valued at $1,500 and you try and sell it for $1,500. That's what I see with coaches all the time. They're struggling to make sales. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that when you create an offer, there's these 10 ingredients Um and whether I'm creating a new workshop or a little mini program or a 
you know, a core offer or something like that. There are these 10 ingredients that every no-brain offer has. And I want to go through them with you right now. Okay, so get your pen and paper out and write this stuff down because next time you go and create an offer, and whatever an offer is, yeah, an offer can be a free offer. It can be a $15,000 offer, right? It can be something that is in the form of a workshop. It can be something in the form of a three-week program. It can be something in the form of a bundle. So, for example, you're getting a uh, you know your eight-week program and then you're getting um, a, a little mini course along with it and everything like that. So, an offer is basically you offering something to your market for them to consider buying or investing their time in, right? So this is like the easiest way to figure out how do I create an offer? Let's just say you decide that, hey, you know what? Everyone's doing workshops at the moment. I want to create a workshop for myself, which is going to attract an audience. I don't want to sell it for thousands of dollars. Maybe I just want to sell this thing for 50 bucks. So use these 10 ingredients, which is going to help you build out your offer and help you communicate it. I just want to quickly jump in and talk about a program of ours called The Leading Coach, which helps coaches grow a six-figure-a-year business organically. Now, if you're a coach and you're currently making, on average, between zero and $5,000 a month, and you want to learn how to get more clients and take your business to the next level, and you've been following us for a little bit and you just love our style and our approach and what we're all about, then right now you can join the waiting list to The Leading Coach. Now, we only open up enrollments to TLC a few times a year. So um, by joining the waiting list, basically you'll be put on a notification list and be notified of when we open the doors next. And you'll also be one of the first that gets access to the Leading Coach program page, which includes all the details about what's in it, what it includes, and all the information so you can make a decision um, about whether the program is exactly what you need or not. Uh, So the link to join the waiting list is lukepage.com.au forward slash TLC. I'll also pop that link in the show notes as well. So anyway, let's get back to the episode. So out of these 10 ingredients, the first ingredient is each offer needs to have a name. Right. So I'm just going to use an example of the most recent offer that I've, I've done, which is um, basically it's a, 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 a mini course um, helping people become confident on, on video. So The first thing is you need a name. Um, And in this case, I called it confidence on video. Now, I'm not going to go on the detail with the name here because I've actually created a a whole episode, a podcast episode on it, which is episode 74. It's called How to Create Attention-Grabbing Names for Your Programs and Workshops. But really simply, you just want to use like probably one to three words and whatever the outcome of your program or your mini course or your workshop or whatever the offer is, whatever the main outcome is, that's how you call the name. So in, in regards to this offer that I did, which is a, a mini course about helping people become confident on, on camera, on video, I'm just like, well, it's helping people become confident, confident on video. So confidence on video, that's what I called it. Next thing is the who. Who exactly is this offer for and you want to get as specific as possible with this the more specific the better so in my case um 
Actually, I, wouldn't, I might even get this thing up. Give me a second because I haven't... Um, I haven't pulled this little offer thing up. Where was it? There it is. I'm just going to grab the offer sheet because I've got this little these little 10 ingredients here. I've got like a little sheet that I fill out and it's like a template and you just fill out, you fill in the boxes. All right, so the second one is the who. Um, actually, you know what? Let's let's go back first. Name is confidence on video, yeah? So just one to three words, which is basically describing the outcome of whatever your offer's about, right? Next one is the duration. How long does it go for? Um, is it, you know, is it three weeks? Is it six weeks? Is it eight weeks? Is it 12 weeks? So pretty straightforward. The third ingredient is the process. So what, how are you actually delivering this thing? Is it one-to-one um, -one coaching? Is it group coaching? Is it a membership site? Is it a workshop? So write down what the process is. Ingredient number four is the who. So who specifically is it for? Like I said before, is you want to make it specific as possible. So in the case of um, the confidence on video, I'll give you an example of what I use. <coughs> Excuse me is it was for coaches, personal brands, and anyone trying to grow an audience using social media. In, uh, ingredient number five, what problem does this offer solve? Now, there's two parts to this usually. And the first problem is almost like an umbrella problem. It's like a, a the, the problem that solves, sorry, that, that kind of describes everything. So what you'll find is that you'll have all these little kind of problems that it solves. And then if you had to summarize everything, what, how would you summarize it? So let me give you an example, right? In regards to this confidence on video. Well, the problems that it solves, well, it, it helps people that are too scared to show their face on video. Um, another problem that this market's having is that they, you know, they feel that they become inauthentic when they jump on video. Um, they struggle to speak fluently when they're on video. They're too scared to do like Facebook and Instagram lives. Um, they're embarrassed to uh, do videos in public. So they're the, they're the common problems that this offer of mine that I was creating helps it solve. But if I had to, like all those one, two, three, four, five, if I had to like um, summarize all those problems into one, the summary problem would be that, well, they're just not confident on video. So does that make sense? So you you kind of wanted this in this one, two, three, in, in this ingredient number five, what problem do you solve? You want to look at, okay, what are the little problems? Yeah, the individual little problems that it's helping solve. But then if you had to summarize all those little problems, what would it be? So you want to identify those two things. The ingredient number six is the, the transformation. And in regards to our case, well, it's pretty, pretty straightforward. It's to become confident on video, yeah? Okay, so ingredient number seven is every a great offer will have a guarantee of some sort. Um, now, if you're doing, say... Probably the only time where I don't recommend 
guarantees is when you're just, you're not charging, when you're doing something for free, yeah? But when you're charging dollars, I, I'm i a big fan of guarantees and basically everything that I have, I put a guarantee on it. And it's just simply because people will, you know, people have been burnt in the past and they might see your offer and they might say, yeah, this looks awesome and it sounds awesome. But in the back of their mind, they always question, yeah, cool, it works for them, it works for their clients, but is it going to work for me? So having a guarantee is something that can help people um, get them over the line. So it's kind of like, you know, well, what if it, if it doesn't work out or if it doesn't turn out to like I expect, then there is a way to get my money back and that's going to be a way to help you get more people buy into your offers. So the guarantee that I used for this confidence on video was that you'll go to the we guarantee that you'll go to levels that you haven't been before on video over the 21 days or get your money back because um, the duration of the program goes for 21 days. So that's it. So guarantee that you go to levels that you haven't been before on video or you get your money back. Pretty simple. So at the end of the 21 days, the end of the program, it's only a three-week short one. They look back, anyone that's been through it, and it's like, hey, have I gone to levels that I've never been before on video? And it's pretty straightforward. It's a yes or no, right? If they say no, then by all means, I'll give their money back. So you want to think of what's a guarantee if you're going to be charging for this thing? What's something that you can offer? Um, and I think that not only from helping people make a decision and move forward and hand over the money to you, I just think what another thing, a great thing about guarantees is, is that it forces you to deliver. Um, you know, coaching industry does definitely have a bad rap about coaches not delivering. Um, I just read a post this morning of uh, someone that in a program that I'm in, someone was just left this massive long message that she joined a mastermind uh, probably about six months ago and she paid a lot of money for it and she was really nervous to pay that money but she really admired this coach and when she joined um, one week in the coach said that hey I'm going on a um, I'm going on a vacation for a month so she basically disappeared she come back and she said that most of the people in the group had dropped down it was only her and another person and then she um, wanted to she just didn't feel she was getting like the the, the online content wasn't any good she wasn't getting what she wanted out of the program. And then she said to the coach that, hey, I don't think this is right for me. And the, you know, the, the coach just um, the coach just like yelled at her and things like that. So this stuff, I, I've heard multiple stories of this happening. Um, it's kind of like, you know, coaches will over-promise, under-deliver. Happens a lot. I don't know how many times I've heard of people saying, hey, I invested all this money. The coach promised so much on the outside, gave little support on the inside. And um, all these coaches here don't offer guarantees, yeah? So by offering a guarantee, there you go. You've got those people that will, um, who have been burnt in the past, um, easier to like move forward with things. But from a, a forcing you to step up as a coach, you, you know, you're, you're going to get a bad rap, yeah? You're going to get a, a, a bad rep over time if you're not delivering to your client. So if you have a guarantee there saying, hey, for example, 60 days, 100% satisfaction, guaranteed, then you can't really slack off. Yeah, you, don't, you can't afford to slack off because you've got that guarantee. So what it will do is it'll, it'll help you raise your standards and by you raising your standards your client's going to get better better results 
and that'll lead to better retention, more referrals, more clients, business building. Make sense? Easy. Okay, so ingredient number, where are we up to? Number eight. So price, yeah, every great offer has a price. And usually there's two ways of doing this. There's this the one, there's the upfront payment, and then there's the payment plan. Now, if you've got a, if you've got a, um, if you've got a, a, like if you're charging under a hundred or two hundred dollars, then you you probably don't want to do a payment plan, right? You just want to do a lump sum. It's like okay, it's it's ninety bucks. It's just one ninety bucks. You're not going to have installment plans on ninety dollars. I mean, you could, but probably wouldn't. Um, but if it's, it's usually where you know if you're looking five hundred dollars plus then you might want to look at doing a, a, an installment option. And usually what I recommend is what you should charge, If you let's just say you have a $1,000 program and it's upfront $1,000. If you're going to offer an installments option, charge an extra 15 to 20% on top of that. So if someone doesn't want to do the upfront payment, they want to do your program or your offer or join or whatever it is, and you've got an installment option, if you charge, say, an extra 20%, that $1,000 program, technically they're going to be paying $1,200 over the course of an installment plan. Um, so that's what you want to do when it comes to price. Ingredient number nine are bonuses. So the bonuses are like, you know, the cherry on top. Now, the bonuses shouldn't be something to sell your offer. Your offer should always already be good enough and have exactly what it needs in it to get someone to walk over the line. But the bonus is just the cherry on top to make someone walk over the line even easier. So it's like this is the attitude it should be. When you give them the offer, they should already be at a yes. Whether they're like, oh, I'm loving this. I'm loving the sound of it. Yes, this is exactly what I need. Um, I'm, yep, the price, the guarantee, everything like that. I'm loving it and I'm, I'm yeah, I'm ready to do it. But... Even when people say that, sometimes people have a hesitancy of joining things because it's just like it's just human nature to hand over our money, money that you've worked hard for, maybe money you've saved up. People just need like a little push to go over the line. It's like a common thing also like you may people, let's just say you're, you know, you're launching something for four days. People always wait to the last second. This is a common thing that people do. They hold off as long as possible to hand over their money. The majority of people do anyway. So with bonuses, the bonuses are meant to be a cherry on top where people are like, yeah, I'm loving everything that you're saying. I'm loving everything that's about. But it's the thing that makes it go, okay, this is like, okay, like you're throwing an extra bonus. Like what's the thing that's going to make them go, all right, well, this is not this is an absolute no-brainer. I'm just going to go for this now. So that's how the bonuses should be approached. It shouldn't be something where it sells your program. The program should be good enough to sell on itself. It's just the extra cherry on top. And then ingredient number 10, the last one, is urgency. Every great offer has urgency. So getting back to what I was saying then is, um, you know, if there's no urgency with anything, then people will just hold on to their money. Even though they want to do th- something and they want to buy something that they know they should and know it's going to be good for them, if there's no urgency, they'll just wait and wait and wait and wait and wait and it might turn into that, you know, that day that never comes. So what urgency is great for 
is it gives someone a cutoff or a deadline to finally make a decision, yeah? And we kind of need that as humans. Now, what you don't want to do is use fake urgency um, and scarcity. That's what a lot of people do. You want to be truthful, live it. So one thing that you know, I do a lot of the time is say when I'm launching something, I might launch for four days only. So we open up on Tuesday, we close at Friday, 11.59. So it's kind of like, hey, this is what we're doing. This is what it's all about. This is who it's for. This is the, the problem that it solves and this is what you get out of it. This is what it all includes and uh, you got four days to make a decision and that's it. Doors close after that. So that's the urgency. Someone knows they have to make a decision by a certain date. Um, so urgency could be that urgency scarcity, right? So it could be urgency is, hey, you've got until X date and time to make a decision. That's when the doors are closing. Scarcity could be that, hey, there's only five spots available. Yeah, so, but whatever you do do, you want to make sure that you're honest and truthful with it and just don't make it up. So that's it. They're the 10 ingredients to make up an offer. So the two things out of this. Number one is put as much, depending on whatever price that you charge, put, you know, try and get 10 times the amount of value in there. If you can't get 10 times, try get five. If you can't get five, get at least two to three, yeah? So if you believe that your program's only worth $2,000, then you probably should only charge in 500 to 1,000 bucks for it. And the way that you raise your prices is by including more value in there, right? Um, that's the first one. The second one is use these 10 ingredients. Now, I know that I've kind of read everything out here. Hopefully, you've written everything down. But if you want to use the template that I use, I've created a template where everything's all written out. All you have to do is fill in the boxes. Um, if you want that template, there's going to be a free download. I'm going to pop that into the show notes here. So next time you're creating an offer, whether it's a workshop whether it's a program, whether it's a mini course, whatever it is that you're doing, you can quickly download this, use this template, fill out your offer and be able to know exactly what you need to add in there, what you need to say, what you need to include so you can communicate the best to your audience. So I'm going to pop that in the show notes. Hey there, hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you click subscribe to stay up to date with podcasts that I release every couple of weeks. And if you've enjoyed the episode, please, I really, really appreciate it if you leave me a review. And you can also find me on Instagram at Luke underscore page.